Well, good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. <clears throat> the, uh, the readings, as much as I can at least possibly speak about the Acts of the Apostles, because we're in that season of the church being built, and we see um, the persecutions that the early church went through. I'm going to stick with that. We've, we've talked about the five loaves and the two fish and the multiplication plenty of times. I want to stick with this first reading. Um, there's this man that is mentioned here, a Pharisee in the Sanhedrin named Gamaliel. Um, who is this guy? Well, he's, he's mentioned here, and he's also mentioned later on by Paul. This guy evidently was a super, super respected guy amongst the Sanhedrin. Um, and Paul says, whenever he's given his, his list of credentials as a Jew, Paul says he studied under the feet of this guy. Super cool. What would that mean to us in our day-to-day? What would be equivalent to me saying, you know what, I studied for seven years under the instruction of St. John Paul II. Right? That didn't happen. But that's, what, that's the level that we're talking about, right? Or if you're an athlete, you know, you would say, well, I, I studied for seven years um, with Drew Brees as a quarterback, right? Or Shaq in baseball. It's one of those guys. That's the level we're talking about, right? This guy was a super incredible Guy. And so what he's doing with the Sanhedrin, they're talking about the apostles and everything that's going on. And they're preaching again, remember yesterday, in the name of Jesus. They want them to stop preaching in that name. And so he gives them a lot of wisdom. And he says to them, he says, be careful what you are about to do with these men. And then he's going to list false prophets that came along. Okay? He said, some time ago, uh, Phidias appeared claiming to be somebody important. About 400 people were gathered around. And they, but he got killed, and all those guys that followed him dispersed. Never heard of him again. He says there was another man. His name was Judas. He came from. He was a Galilean. He too drew a whole bunch of people, but he died, and everybody dispersed. Never heard of him again. But what's different about this one? And I think there's a lot of wisdom he's given. He said, but this one, he said, be careful what you do to these guys, right? Because. Really, he's understanding that, okay, the other prophets, they died and everything dispersed. This prophet, this Jesus, died, rose from the dead, and the groups, that was the most important thing, the people that were following Jesus didn't disperse. So he takes that as a sign, and he tells them, you be careful what you do to them. Why? Because if it's, if it's not from God, leave it alone. It's going to disperse. But he said, if it is from God, he said, you may even find yourself fighting against God. Right? I thought that was super cool. Right? A lot of wisdom there. And I was like, man, in our lives, don't we do that sometimes? I know for most of the struggle that I had with the priesthood, I found myself fighting against God. This was God's will. I found myself fighting against it. I think many times in our own lives, um, there are situations that at times may surface within our lives and we don't like it. And sometimes we fight against it, but we better be careful. Because sometimes it's actually God initiating it, right? And so we can find ourselves fighting against God. And so I think one of the things that we have to do, and he, he speaks of this, is basically we've got to be patient, right? And that's a hard virtue. <laughs> that's a very hard virtue, patience. But especially when it comes to God's will and things that we feel are injustices or things that need to be done or things that need to be changed, we got to sit and we got to be patient because if they're not from God, it's going to go away. If it is from God, well, then we could find ourselves fighting against them. And so how do we do it? 
He says right here in the book of Psalms, wait for the Lord with courage. Wait, be patient. With courage though, not hopelessness. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. All right? I think those are good words for us today. I know myself, I'm ready for all this COVID junk to end. I'm ready for the masks to go away. I'm ready for all this to go back to normal. And it seems as though sometimes we just get impatient, right? So what do we do in our situation, in our life? We wait for the Lord to move. We wait for Him to act. We wait for Him to do something. But we don't do it with fatigue and tiresome and impatience. But we do it with courage, right? And be stout-hearted. What's that mean? Be strong, right? So this weekend, we have a bunch of students that are going to be making awakening. And the mission of St. Thomas is for our outreach to the college students. And so we need your help, right? The best way to help impact their lives, the conversion of their hearts, is for you as parishioners to commit to praying for them. Do extra penances this weekend for our students, right? Um, it could be anything. It could be <clears throat> whatever you're doing in your natural day, offer it up to the Lord for them, right? That God can take that natural sacrifice and do something good with it for their conversion. You might want to take on some extra prayers, right? An extra rosary as a family. Or maybe come to the Adoration Chapel, right? You might have your regular holy hour, but make something extra, right? We have plenty of hours on the weekends that are in desperate need of people to come and fill in, especially those early morning hours. That's a great sacrifice, to wake up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning to come to the Adoration Chapel. Great sacrifice. Maybe you want to consider doing that for this weekend. Right? I know we make sacrifices for all sorts of things that we love. Right? And if we're going to go deer hunting, we're going to make the sacrifice to get up early in the morning before the sun comes up and get in our stand and do what we got to do. Right? Let's do the same exact thing. Right? Let's, let's find some time this weekend to carve out extra prayer time, come to the Adoration Chapel, make an extra sacrifice, because it will have an effect on the salvation of our young people. I promise you, right? So we're going to be leaning on your prayers. And I know that whenever uh, phenomenal things are going on inside of this room right here in the hearts of our young people, it's because you guys are praying. And, um, and so I just want to encourage you to do that. Like, remain courageous, be patient. Um, and let's pray this weekend for great conversions to come about with our young people. Amen?